Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs. Welcome back to the second part of our interview. I want to read a letter now from one of your fellow nurses that appeared in the Modesto B, your local newspaper. And um, after I read this letter, I just want to ask you, did they, or actually I guess I'm asking it before, um, did the Modesto B have anybody else on the union side? Did they put an article in the paper about any of, from any of you? No, I, I just not, not find that, that kind I of know of. Okay. Uh, a columnist did write uh, an article when we filed for the election. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and it was it basically outlined some of the grievances the nurses had mm -hmm. and how, you know, uh, while you can file for an election with as few as 30 percent, no union on earth is going to file for an election with only 30 percent people signing cards, yes. expressing an interest. So we had well over 50 percent of the nurses at the hospital signing cards before we would file the petition. Um, and so he wrote an article about the issue and about you know the election will be coming up and the nurses will have an opportunity to decide for themselves whether they want to be represented by a union. Good, so that was in the paper. That mm -hmm. was in the paper, Very yes. good, I'm glad to hear that. So here we are, here's the article. Proud to be union free as it appeared in the Modesto Bee. Regarding petition filed to hold union vote among nurses at Memorial Medical Center in Modesto, I am a registered nurse at Memorial Medical Center in Modesto, and I dislike the negative light in which our hospital is being portrayed by the California Nurses Association. We are voting in June to decide whether or not to unionize. I want everyone to know that a large portion of our ends at our hospital do not want a union. So we already know that's not true because over 50% signed union cards early on. We have an excellent hospital with excellent staff. We give great patient care and put patient safety first. Here again, I'd like to say you did put patient care first, and now when you're reducing the number of CNAs and monitor techs, that isn't safe. That no. isn't uh, patient safety first. No, the nurses are still trying to to give right. great patient care. Yes. So the patients may not be as aware of the difference as the nurses are, but it's really increased the stress level on the nurses. Absolutely. As the only non-union hospital in Modesto, Memorial has been the one to receive the Consumer Choice Award for the past 13 years. A credit to our Which nurses. Which is our credit to our nurses. I would agree. Some representatives and supporters of CNA have crossed the line of professionalism and have lost my trust and respect. They interrupt our work, sit in our break rooms, deface our anti-union flyers, and can be pushy and overbearing. Representatives have been caught breaking rules by entering the hospital. Is that no, quite true? No, it's absolutely not. I will tell you that I have been going through that hospital, walking through uh, at least once a week, sometimes several nights in a row, and during the daytime, I am called affectionately and with some scorn, the candy fairy. Because mm. I carry a, ba a basket of candy with me and offer it to all the nurses. And we have fat-free items, also pens. So, Good. you know, mm. you have your choice. Sharon's gone with me. Yes, I have. And we always go through in twos. We go through, and I always stop, offer people candy, say hi, how's your shift going, go into the break rooms, and leave one of each flyer that's appropriate. Mm -hmm. If someone's in there and they don't want to talk to me, I simply wish them a good shift, offer them candy, and leave. I don't want to interrupt They're someone's work. break. Yeah. It's, it's their break. They've earned it. Yes. Um, and as for anyone coming into the facility who's a CNA rep, no, they won't. They absolutely wouldn't do it, no. and they never have. Um, and in fact, it's really funny. 
we I uh, worked Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So Tuesday before nine o'clock, I had some public safety come up to me while I was working in the ICU and they had a piece of paper and they opened it up in front of me and they said, do you know this person? I said, yes, I know that person. She happens to be a donor nurse for the donor Donor network network. and we have a donor patient on the other side of the unit. So she should be there. What's the problem? And they're like, well, we have her down in the nursing admin office and she caught her trying to sneak into the facility. Well, she wasn't sneaking in. She was coming in to take care of her patient. And so it's really funny that, you know, everyone's in this red, red alert because a donor nurse was coming into the facility and she actually weren't used to work in the ICU. So let me get this straight. Uh, you have a donor patient who's waiting for the nurse to show up to, to further the care. This is correct. And that person is held downstairs by probably two or three employees of Sutter. So for what they're paying that person to hold people at the gate, you could get your monitor tech or your CNAs oh, back in least. the ICU. I, I think so it's, it's an interesting crazy. way of how to spend your money. So on the one hand, they're saying that uh, they don't really need the union and it's going to cost people, and they're telling CNAs, uh, certified nursing assistants, by the way, I use that vernacular, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't assume everybody knows what that is. Um, they make it possible for nurses to do what they do, and having been a CNA, these are really hardworking folks who don't get paid a lot of money, no, they don't. and right. to cut them first is, them. is no. really, really painful yes. for the nurses because they know these people. They live with them. Okay, yes. It's a small community. All right, let me finish her um, letter. Memorial is a great employer who pays well and appreciates us. Here again, I would say they pay well because they have to be comparable to the other unionized hospitals in the area. It wasn't by their choice. Management is supportive, has an open door policy, and listens to our opinions and idea. They meet or exceed state staffing laws. Incorrect. Mm -hmm. Create the feeling of family. Here again, incorrect, that's done by the staff and practice teamwork. I'm proud to be union-free at MNC. I really would wish I could speak to this person because I'd like to know how many times she got asked to the table when they were discussing staffing ratios. In fact, I'd venture to guess that when they discussed these new staffing ratios, there wasn't a nurse in sight. That would be my guess. Don't have any proof Mm -hmm. for that. Okay, so after reading that letter, I just wanted to point something out. This is something that you all have on your board. Yes at the nurses station actually everywhere and this is put up by Sutter and Sutter's saying that everyone has a free choice at this election and you can you know vote your conscience and yet at the bottom here you'll note it says vote no on the 26th and 27th so so much for being non-biased right everybody yes. has their point of view and and they want to get it across I guess so let's have some fun here. I want to. I want you to finish the following questions, and we'll okay. go in turn. Let's start with you, Sharon. Okay. It's important to me and my fellow nurses at Sutter Modesto Memorial Medical Center to have a union because? Because uh, although we're well paid and our benefits programs are good, mm-hmm. we are employees at will. We can be fired at any time with or without reason. Mm-hmm. If we have concerns about patient care or patient safety and bring them to our management, we can be fired. Mm. Our benefits can be changed. Mm. Our coverages can be decreased. Our share of the cost can be increased. They can take things away. Uh, As a person who's approaching retirement, um, I am concerned about retiree benefits. The company makes a certain amount of contributions to each person's, each nurse's retirement account. 
and we have what they call a retiree health insurance, health care plan. Uh, and you accumulate credit, $1,000 a year, up to 25 years or $25,000. And you have this money available to help you purchase your health insurance as a retiree. Um, that can go away at any time. Mm -hmm. The employer contribution to the retirement plans can go away at any time. They can change our working situation, and they have. We all voted mm -hmm. to have 12-hour shifts. The state had told us that we needed to do that in order to qualify the 12 hours as being straight time. Um, certain other departments were asked to vote again, and one department in particular, PDCU, post-diagnostic care unit, voted for 12-hour shifts. Shortly after that, they were told, well, we don't care what you voted, you're all going to eight-hour shifts. Yeah. So now they can work an eight-hour shift during the day and be on call for the night shift. They have mandatory on-call. They have mandatory on-call. So it's those kind of things, and I want you to just think about this a minute. So you're sitting in the hospital, you've uh, just had a hip fracture, and you've had surgery, and you put the light on because you're in pain and you need something for pain. And the nurse who's coming to see you work the day shift and has been forced to now work the night shift. And in between those two shifts, she had to go home and take care of her family, make a meal, help her kids with her homework, and then go back to work for 11 p.m. So how quick do you think you're going to get that response and that pain medication? Just yes. saying. The next uh, sentence to finish. My biggest concern for patients is, and you take this now, Melanie. Actually, it's a nightmare. Yeah. I have, I have a nightmare where and in the ICU it can happen so easily you have a patient brought in and they're not doing well let's say it's a trauma and you're doing massive blood transfusions you have so many resources in that room you've got nurses you've got our assistant manager you've got RT you've got everyone in that room trying to keep that patient alive mm -hmm. that's taking all the resources from this from the unit what if right so all the other patients are on remote control, but what happens if another patient goes bad? Yeah. Where's the help? I mean, mm -hmm. we used to be staffed to the, well enough that we could flex, that mm -hmm. we, because it's actually happened. Mm -hmm. And now my fear is that we're so lean, we're so cut, that if that happened, Mind you, every nurse, everyone there would give all that they could. But, but it, it might not be it enough. It might not be enough. And that's the sad thing, and that, that's the bottom line always for nurses is this could result in a patient death. And yes. you've, you know, as a nurse, that's just not no. something you want to be a part of. It's a situation in which you knew you could make it better if you had the manpower and you didn't have the manpower. And, mm -hmm. of course, you take it personally. Yes. Oh, yeah. You feel we take it, it home. You know, yeah, um, we do. and that that makes a very heavy heart um, to do to do your job. It's not just a job. It that's exactly it's right. It's what we are. Yes, it it is a. Yeah, you can take the nurse out of nursing, but not the nursing out of the nurse. Right, that's, that's for right. sure. My biggest fear while being involved in this fight for RNs and our patients has been, Sharon, that all get fired. Yes, what they're doing here is pitting nurse against nurse. So exactly. they're setting up this thing in which if you get something, then she gets less. And mm -hmm. so you want to pit, pit each other um, against each other. And it's just such a painful, such it a is. painful It's terribly thing. painful. So I'm so glad you both had the courage 
to move through your fear because the fear is still there. Oh, yes. You just have to keep walking through it. Yes. And when you do make your candy rounds, you just got to keep walking through it. It's it's the candy rounds are delightful actually. I bet. Yes. What what is the fear is um, going to work. Yeah. Because it's a. I was actually called into my um, assistant manager's office um, Thursday morning before I left, and talked to. Yes. And. You know, it's really hard to be told that you're not doing a good job and you're not a good nurse. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you know you are. Mm -hmm. And you take that home. And I went home to my daughter and I said, well, if I get fired, I promise you that I will get part-time jobs or per diem jobs will be okay. We just might not have health insurance for a while. Mm. Yeah, that's... And I just, I cannot (sighs) tell people enough how bad you feel. You're putting your... uh, life on the line every day for other people's health and welfare and then to get kicked into the teeth when you're called into the office and told now you're doing the same job you were doing a year ago before you started fighting for the union nothing has changed you've had good evaluations all along the only thing different is you're fighting for the union and now suddenly every choice you make is called into question right it's mm-hmm. Monday ma- Monday morning quarterbacking of every incident that ever happened, and it makes it for a very painful job. If I could say anything to my fellow nurses right now, what would it be, Melanie? I guess I would ask you just to think for a minute. What is it that Sutter is so afraid of? Okay, why, why do they not want us to be unionized? Mm. It's because we're going to have a voice, we're going to have a say, we're going to be at the table, we're going to be partners. We're not going to be more, but we're going to be partners. And they're going to lose a little control, but we're going to gain a voice. You know, I, I just want you to think about that. You know, the, the hospital itself, Sutter itself, is part of a union. It's the uh, American Hospital Association. And you've got to ask, if unions are so bad, why is it okay for them to be one and not for us? Uh, very well put. I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Uh-oh. Because laughter is the best medicine. That's oh, hard to oh yes. To me, laughter and humor are? The best way to approach the job. Absolutely. Um, in the unit, in any nursing job. Uh, you have people who are very ill. You have their families who are very worried about them. Yes. If you come in calm and smiling, use a little bit of humor as appropriate, they see that you're relaxed and they can relax. When they yes. are relaxed and feeling more positive, that's a healing atmosphere. Yes, it mm-hmm. is. Now, when a patient's going really bad, no. we're not cracking jokes. Right. No, we're not. At any point. But a lot of our patients are coming in and they're sick or they're hurt and they're scared and the families are scared for them, it really helps to have a calm, confident, smiling nurse. I, I would say, and I'm gonna just take a minute to tell a joke, so the woman goes to her doctor and she says, look, you know, I've been here three times and you keep telling me the same thing. First I came in and I was peeing pennies and then it was nickels and then it was dimes and you keep telling me the same thing, and you know maybe I need a second opinion because now I'm up to quarters. What do you have to say, doc? And the doctor looks at the patient and says, you can get a second opinion, it's okay, but what I told you the first, second, and third time is still true. You're just going through the change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good, good one. I like that <laughs> one. There you go. 
So uh, next question, next sentence to finish for you, Melanie. As a nurse, if I could wave a magic wand, I would? Oh, you know, I, I stayed up last night thinking about this because mm -hmm. I would love to have that magic wand. Why wouldn't you? I don't think we're going to, you know, I see so many patients come in. They're, they're veterans, they're the disenfranchised, they're disadvantaged, and it seems like we just forget people. Mm. And the only way there's going to be changes made to help, really help people, is for the politicians to have like a change of attitude. Yes. And how are you going to do that? I, I don't think there's any way. So my magic wand, which I now officially have in my hand, mm -hmm. is to every politician, every person who throws money, you know, behind causes like the Walmart folks, um, I want them to actually physically have to switch into the body of some veteran mm -hmm. or some Walmart greeter or some elderly person who you know, doesn't have enough money yeah. to decide whether it's food or medication today or a homeless person. And to actually physically have to be that person for a week and go through their pain, not having the money, being hungry, being scared, the psychological everything. I know, I don't have the magic wand, so wish I did. And then after the week, they can go back and maybe, yes. maybe that would make a change that would make a change that's a, that's a great magic wand i wish you could yeah, have the magic wand to do that <laughs> because it would be so good and, and here again it's about bringing home the idea that we're all in this together so this idea of you against me um, we're not when i worked in a union hospital as a manager mm -hmm. um, i never saw an issue with the union to me you know my manager above me would say to me oh you know the union's coming about this issue and it was always like Look, I feel like I'm on the same side. We're here to improve patient care and to support nursing to do that. Right. That's what the union wants, and that's what I wanted as a manager in that particular hospital setting. So I was on, you know, when I met with the union rep, it's like, here's my issue with this particular nurse, and this is what happened. And you tell me the side of the nurse, and let's see how we can work together. It doesn't have to be adversarial. And I so wish we could work towards that. Right. Yes. And in, in fact, I tell people, they're like, Melanie, how can you do this to our assistant night shift manager? And I'm like, I'm doing it for him. Because mm. once we have a union in, there's rules. He won't be asked to break him. If he is asked, he can say, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I think it will lower his blood pressure a great deal. Yes. <laughs> you know? So yes. a good guy. He Indeed. Is. Again, this is very important vote will take place Thursday and Friday, June 26th and 27th. Sharon and Melanie, what else would you like to say? I'd like the nurses to think when they're contemplating their vote, mm -hmm. what do you stand to lose if we don't have a union? Mm, and point. do you really think you can afford that? Mm -hmm. That's a good one. And you, Melanie? I'd like to put, ask you to put aside, you know, what you've heard and look at the conditions that you've been in the last two years. Remember the right sizing that happened where we lost 154 staff mm. and how we begged. And this was, this was hospital wide, it wasn't just mm -hmm. the ICU, so everyone was affected. I know that right now you've been staffed up you're getting massages 
But do you really think that's going to last? Or don't you think things are going to go back to the status quo the way they were when you were running five or six patients and you did it for three or four shifts? I really want you to think about that. I want you to think about your license and how safe it is. Because I worked hard for mine. I know you worked hard for yours. And I want you to think about your patients. And if you really think that right now we're doing the best that we can for them. Excellent. That's great. So we've been talking with RN's Melanie Thompson and Sharon Waite. For more information about this topic, visit nnu.org or nursetalksite.com. I want to thank you both for your participation as nurses, but particularly for having the courage, because I know how hard it is to stand up and be counted and have your voice heard. It's been a pleasure, ladies. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you. Yes. This is an organization that brought us Title 22, better known as the Patient Ratio Law. And it's because of them that we are only supposed to have two patients per nurse in ICU or four patients on tele. This is an organization I want to belong to. And I think every nurse who cares about their patients wants to belong to an organization like this. We look forward to Memorial nurses joining the California Nurses Association. Between the three hospitals here in Modesto, Doctors, Memorial, and Kaiser, we will be able to raise the standard of patient care that we deliver each and every day. We will be able to join forces with the nurses at Memorial in Modesto and all over the state to improve nursing practice and to give our patients the care that they deserve. We support your efforts to join CNA.